what are we going to disclose today? I don't know, but I'm going to expose some shit. So I have a guest today, and this is Miss Rosin. Say hello. Hello, everybody. How are you today? I'm fabulous. Got your tequila. We're loving life. Oh, yeah. So Miss Rosin is a, what are you? I am a dame. So I actually have three contract submissives that I have relationships with, and they vary person to person. We're going to talk a little bit about that life. Cool. So as you know, we start every episode with pulling a V card. Are you ready for your V card? Yes, I can't wait. Are you ready for your V card to be pulled? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So your V card is, what is something that the person you're hooking up with does that drives you absolutely crazy? Good crazy and bad. Oh, that's such a tough one. You're like, which man? Yeah. <laughs> um, something that drives me crazy. So just let's remove the dom-sub relationships and just look at someone who is actually in a relationship with me. Things that drive me crazy sexually or just like... Yeah, sexually. Sexually. That's what we focus on. Okay. <laughs> Something that drives me crazy in a bad way is when a guy cannot find my clit and <laughs> he doesn't... And then when I try to like give him directions on where to find it, like up a little higher or I push his head down a little bit to move his tongue so it hits it <laughs> and they move right back to the spot that they were. Like, yeah. So you're like, what the I'm, fuck? I'm showing you. I'm telling you. I'm communicating where it is. Just listen to me. But what man have you been with that really knows where the clit is? Oh. <laughs> Would you like to put an age range on that? Yeah. So it's it's typically the older guys. It, and maybe I shouldn't say older guys. It's the more experienced men in bed who know where the clit is. Or my clit is anyway. Well, I, it's not hard to find. I'm not going to go into details about what my pussy looks like, but it's easy to find. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not a giant uh, mini penis or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> giant mini penis? That's, no. What, what were the giant clits that we looked at on Reddit? <laughs> um, yeah, that was an interesting time. But I would still like to um, disagree with you. The dudes that I've been with that have said that they have been with a lot of girls still have no clue what the fuck they're doing. I think they're. I think it's themselves. an age range. <laughs> I swear to God, it's an age range. I think it's like thirty-five to like sixty. Yeah, <laughs> that's just my age range that yeah. I've like hooked up with. Like sixty is my max, but they're the ones that know like where how the vagine looks down there. Yeah, I would agree. But is there anything that somebody that you're hooking up with does that drives you crazy in a good way? Like you, okay? Are we saying you're in a relationship? I'm in sort of an open, a pseudo open relationship. Okay. So with you being in a pseudo open relationship, is there something that the guy that you're with does that drives you crazy in a good way? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, he's vanilla. No, 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 he's not. He's very sensual, which is fabulous. And I'm a sensual person all around. Like I, I like to be sensual with my sons too, when they deserve it. When they don't deserve it, that's a different story. Can you explain, but like, what being sensual is? A sensual person genuinely cares about what they're doing for the other person and looks and watches their their body language, their feedback, their facial expressions. Someone who's sensual is going to take their time with you, probably, mm -hmm. and 
involve a lot of touch and a lot of contact in soft and like caressing ways. That's how I picture a sensual relationship. That sounds terrible to me. <laughs> yeah. It's not for everybody. If your love if your love language is not touch, you're probably not gonna want a sensual no, relationship. My love language is give me fucking gifts and leave. <laughs> Don't touch me. Oh my god. Okay. So back to you with your pseudo open relationship man. Wells is who you're in a pseudo open relationship with. Is there anything that Wells does that drives you crazy in bed in a good way? He really listens to the feedback that I give him. So going off of the bad, the things that drive me crazy in a bad way in bed where the guy doesn't listen to the direction I'm giving him about where my clit is, Wells takes everything that I say and makes a mental note of it and then practices it like the next time that I see him. So he's very good about noticing what turns me on and what I like, and then he will fucking use it anytime he can. Fuck. Well, I don't have anybody that I'm consistently hooking up with on a regular basis. They're more of like, yeah, we hit it twice, maybe quit it. Maybe they come back a couple months later. Just something that a dude I've hooked up with recently does that is like hot in bed is... I don't, I'm just so into choking. Like, there's guys that know how to choke, and then there's guys that <laughs> they have no fucking clue what they're doing. So I hooked up with this dude recently who, like, knew how to choke. It was a little intense. I had bruises all over my neck. But, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to take it. It's a prize. Um, That sounded really negative. <laughs> that sounded very, like, oh, bad relationship. Um, No, but it was a good time. And then... I just find men in general to be annoying. So what they do in bed that annoys me, if they can't even like listen to you and like what you want, if they tell you that they are into something that you're into just to get you in bed, that fucking annoys me. That I just want to punch him in the face. I 100% agree. I can't, well, first of all, I can't stand liars, but then guys who say anything just to get some action. Yeah. And they're mostly named Chad. Tad, or Tad. <laughs> or Brad. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't hate all of you. Just majority. Okay, so we're going to get into, because you're probably going to be on here a couple of times. Yeah. Because you're into some weird shit that I'm about. I love it. How did you get into the whole Dom lifestyle? So I have always been interested in being a Dom or a Dame, and I didn't have an opportunity to explore that really until quarantine happened and I started online dating and the guy I was talking to asked me if I was more dominant or submissive and I took that opportunity to say I am very much dominant and he lit up like a Christmas tree. He was so excited. The next questions he had for me were about like what kinks I was into. And then he asked if he could send me some images of what he was into. So I said, of course, sure. And from there we went from zero to 60 in the span of three hours. Yeah. Yeah. You went like ham. Yeah. I jumped off the diving (laughs) and full advantage of this man who wanted to be dominated. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. And yeah. And we had a, we had some really awesome, like sexting experiences and our first meetup was I can get into that story later probably but our first meetup 
was uh, me piling on layers of his kinks into our first session. And what I learned after that was that if you're starting a dominant submissive relationship with someone, it's better to take it slow and just explore one or two aspects of your kink at a time versus layering on like four to six. And then your submissive starts to freak out because they're overwhelmed. Yeah, with overstimulated. Overstimulated, overwhelmed. They have so many thoughts going through their head. Um, you really want to take your time as a dom with your subs. Yeah, I agree. How do you think that we complement each other? Because I am like very submissive. And I'm very dominant. But not for each other. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, we are not attracted to each other in any sort of way other than we have probably the best yin and yang friendship and probably sex interests as well. Yeah. Because we are not into the same stuff. No, not at all. I feel like that's like a majority of my friends. Like we're not into the same shit. Which is interesting, though, because they're still more on the sub... Like, a lot of my, like, girlfriends are more on the sub side, but they're into, like... They're very vanilla. And you're like, yeah, fat life, we're going for it. <laughs> like, down for whatever. I'm going to turn this sub into a sissy, and he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I love when I, like, walk in, and she's like, yep, he's going to be a sissy. And I'm like, oh, what? Oh, what's a sissy? I'm so confused. But it's kind of interesting because I think it's, I have not ever actually encountered like a female dom besides just seeing some at like a sex club or like on Pornhub or something. And it's interesting because the dynamic is so, it's not, it's intriguing to like learn about and listen to. Not something that I'm about, but like. I think it's always good to learn from the other person's perspective too. Because I, it probably makes me a better dom to listen to what you like as a sub. Yeah. Not that, you know, we're into the same stuff, yeah. but just your perspective and getting to understand um, that role. And that makes me a better dom probably yeah. in the long run. What's like the craziest thing that one of your subs has asked to do? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. At this point, like nothing seems totally crazy. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, I have one sub, we'll call this sub Cameron. I have one sub who is just really open to anything and everything. He is probably my most well-behaved, communicative sub that I have. We talk on a regular basis. We text each other on a regular basis. We actually have a shared Google Doc where we put photo inspiration, stories, we have our contract in the shared doc as well. Um, I view the contract as a living document so that we can update it at any time. Um, but he really has very few hard limits. Mm-hmm. So we're just beginning to explore pet play. Okay. And to some people that could be really weird. Um, but I am beginning to train him as a puppy. I actually love it because I have a dog that I've trained. So it's almost (laughs) like I just transfer everything that I've done, training my puppy, and just apply it to this human. But he's, he's, (laughs) it sounds terrible, but he's so much into it. He wants to be, he actually wants to like have his ego as a human broken down, which is not something um, that's really common. I just, you don't really hear people thinking about, doing that to themselves. Most people want to like build up their ego. Yeah. Really learn who they are as a person. He actually wants to kind of deconstruct that. He's very much about 
the mental power exchange that happens mm -hmm. in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so we thought exploring pet play and turning him into a puppy would be a good way for him to let go of his human identity and be able to kind of experience life in this different state. That's so interesting though, because everything that I've learned from doms that I've had is they want to be there to specifically build you up and to make sure like you're good. Everything that they're doing is making you a better person. And this guy just wants to be like completely demolished. Yeah, it's really weird. And he's very open to wanting to be shared. He's very open to me sharing or loaning him out to other dogs. I'm which, taking turns. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm, I will do, but I'm also very protective of my subs as well. And I feel the same way. Like I would prefer to have subs that I can keep them accountable for things that are going to turn them into better people. Yeah. I really enjoy that. And I think that's what really drew me into becoming a dom is that I it makes me feel good helping other people I'm I'm generally a giver and dominant in my everyday life anyway but it makes me feel good helping other people be happy with who they are and exploring deeper levels of themselves so that's interesting that you said like you're a dominant in your everyday life because I think I'm very dominant in everything I do like outside of the bedroom. So what made you want to like carry that in? Do you enjoy like still having full control? Do you ever want to give up control? That's a super good question. So I was hurt. Oh, um, heartbroken. I was, I was heartbroken for a little while. Um, I thought I had found my soulmate and another man and he, for, I mean, without getting into the backstory, like he, is not capable of leaving his marriage to be with me, which whatever, so, you know, like that door closing with the guy who I thought was or is my soulmate has opened the door to me being able to explore this part of myself. Um, and I really enjoy it, but I have also discovered that I can be submissive to the right people and it just depends. So I can be a switch. I can be, the person that was tied up and I was earlier this week tied to a bed, but, um, it has to be the right person. It has to be someone that I respect, someone that I trust, someone that I trust with my emotions Yeah, for me to give that control over to. And that's why I really appreciate the subs who are trusting me yeah. with those things as well. So Wells is your man that you're going to be a switch with. So Wells is my switch. And I think that's, a really good relationship to talk about because we've actually known each other for about five years before we started seeing each other on mm -hmm. a romantic level. So there is a great deal of trust there. We already know who we were as humans outside yeah. of this realm. Um, and then there, I have another guy who's also a switch, but he doesn't live in the state and he travels a lot. So I don't get to see him very often. Um, but He's also someone that I've known probably for about four years. Someone that I trust, um, but he is probably perfect type A male that I would be attracted to normally. And just being around him yeah. like, makes me crazy. He's kind of hot. He is hot. He's, he's totally, he's a rugged alpha. And sometimes I think I need a man who is so alpha 
It's just gonna like be submissive because I'm throw so you through a wall. Yeah, like <laughs> someone who can handle me. Yeah. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like it's really hard to find if you are like a strong independent woman. It is hard to find a dude that will actually be able to handle you. Yeah, agree. It doesn't happen. Never. <laughs> and in my experience, especially like. I've met a couple of different doms through, like, Twitter and just, like, talked to them. I've met a couple when I was in New York, like, interning. But none of them, I didn't trust them. So it didn't work out. That's the main thing. And the only guy that I have ever met that was more on the dom side that I did trust, the sex just was not there. It was just not good. But it's interesting because... There's so many different variations that go into a woman being a submissive. And it's hard to be a good submissive when you don't have the trust and the affection or even the respect for whoever is your dom in that moment. Oh, I 100% agree. Totally agree. I think it's also something to talk about. Like, if you're getting into the DNS relationship and you're a submissive, something that you need to keep in mind as well and something that you should think about is whether you want sex even involved in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a rule with my subs where they are not allowed to penetrate me with their penis. Like that sounds crazy. Wiener. With their wiener. Their wieners. Their (laughs) pathetic little wiener. No, that's if you're into uh, penis humiliation, I'm down for that. I do that. Um, (laughs) So I, I don't want to have sex with my subs for a couple of reasons. I think it actually helps me maintain this barrier so that I can help them grow as, as submissives um, and not have these like emotional feelings confused with what I'm trying to help them accomplish with their goals. And we talk about that. Um, the two guys in my life that are switches are allowed to have a little more physical involvement with me than my subs are. So I I like to draw a physical line with the people who I have contracts with. I think that's interesting because when people think of like a dom-sub relationship, sex is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I think that's really crappy porn scenes that people watch. Yeah, the only place that I have even seen like remote, authentic dom-sub relationships is like Reddit. Yeah. That is the only place where it's like raw and real and like you actually see the shit that goes down like how abusive doms can really be to their subs and I don't want to say like turn around it's a likewise the other thing because the sub really holds like all of the power they should they should yeah and I don't think a lot of people realize that the sub really does hold every ounce of power that is in that relationship right you have your words that you have to say your hard limits are well known and if your dom breaks that or goes across that then it's not a good relationship Right. If they, if your dom is not honoring your limits, that is a really good sign that that person is just maybe pushing their abusive agenda yeah. on you. Um, Tell them to go to therapy. They won't. They probably won't do it because they're <laughs> fucked up anyway. I just say That's that. True. That's bad. They'll um, probably just like they're gonna be the guys or girls that like hook up with random people from the bar and like emotionally fuck them up. Like, realistically. And that's, abuse can be emotional or physical. And I think your doms can take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. If it's a bad dom, they can definitely take advantage of that. So we're going to get into what it means to be a good sub or a good dom. 
So you can start first with like what it means to be a good dom. Okay. I really think that a good dom should be talking through everything that the sub wants to do. Mm -hmm. So the dom should really be open to learning about what the sub wants and what they want to explore. Yeah. And staying within those realms. And that's where BDSM contracts come into play. They don't have to be super complicated. My contract is like 19 pages long. Oh yeah, no, it's a fucking book. It sounds insane, but I'm the type of person that likes to have every thing covered. I like to make sure that like nothing's going to surprise me later. Um, I really, I care a lot about other people. So I don't ever, I don't want to violate any of their limits, any of their rules. I want to help them grow as a person. So I want to see what they want, and then I want to explore that with them. Um, yeah, so you're probably, I've seen one other like dom subcontract in my life before meeting you. What is your reaction that you usually get from your subs? Are they excited to get the contract? Are they excited more to fill out like the kinks and everything that they have? Or how does that whole process work with you? Usually, I don't send a contract to, to a sub until they know that they're a candidate as a sub for me. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a couple days of talking to this person before I send them a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are familiar with being a submissive or who have explored the submissive side of themselves are usually pretty excited to look at the contract because they want to know how I operate as a dom, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I want them to be interested in that. Um, I think it's actually helped some subs discover kinks that they never really knew about. Yeah. And then they Google them like, what are the gates of hell? <laughs> what are the gates of hell? <laughs> we can, we have a different episode. I've read through the contract and there's shit on there that I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what are you it. into? Uh, I think subs should be excited about a contract like that, mm-hmm. but if let's say let's say you and your boyfriend or girlfriend are just starting out and you want to start exploring BDSM and you want to have a contract in play, it could be your contract could be as simple as just talking through what types of kinks you guys want to explore and mm-hmm. what your limits are, mm-hmm. and you can type that up into a one-page Word doc, sign it, keep copies of it. And your contract could be that simple. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Do you ever revisit your contracts? Okay, so you haven't had your subs for, like, years. Like, it's been a short amount of time. But have you ever had the instance where you start playing with a sub and then he's like, wait, I don't like this. Or, wait, I love this and I want to try it and you have to go revisit? Um, Because I'm so um, obsessive, compulsive, and organized, (laughs) I actually have... I keep a notes folder in my iPhone of all of my submissives. I, and this may be creepy to some people, but for me, it's like making sure that I know my subs mm-hmm. very, very well. That's very, it's important to me as a Dom that I'm giving my subs a quality experience that is going to fulfill them. I never want my subs to leave a session where they feel like, oh, this really didn't like, yeah. get me off or like this wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. So I keep, notes I keep a notes folder on my iPhone with all of my subs a picture of who they are how I met them all of the kinks that they're into when we have conversations sometimes I'll screenshot like they'll they they will text me their fantasies I will take a screenshot of it and put it in the notes folder so that that. I can keep that for later 
And a lot of times what I do is I just keep these notes and it helps me build a session for them. Yeah. That's personalized for them. Um, typically I have the contracts somewhat down, like yeah. I know what they are. I may reference them before a session just to make sure I'm not going to push things too far. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really do my research yeah. about who they are as people and what they want. Cool. And yeah. How many subs do you have? How did you meet them? How many sessions do you have with each sub? Like what's the frequency? And then I have one more, but I'll save it. Just start with those three. Okay. So I have three subs that are under contract. Mm -hmm. um, for me, because I want to focus on giving them the best experience as possible, three is about all I can keep track of because they are so very different. They all have different interests, um, different agendas, and I love them for that, actually, because it really helps me explore myself as well, not just them. Um, so I have three subs under contract. The frequency that I meet with them is really up to our schedules. I, one of them lives in Kansas City. The other one lives in Iowa City. And one is here in Des Moines. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't get to see the one from Kansas City as often. He's a very experienced sub. So our relationship is so easy. And mm -hmm. I, I don't mean to say like, um, it doesn't take a lot of effort, Yeah. but he, we are open to casual texting. He's not really into like a daily task, but if I task him with something, whether it be a day or a week or something to do, he always, always says, Yes, mistress. And I fucking love it. Oh. So he's so good. Like we can we can switch back and forth between texting as yeah. people and texting as the Dom and the stuff. Yeah. And it's so fluid and so easy yeah. that I just I love him for that. Yeah. So we had our last session in June and we haven't been able to get together because our schedules are yeah. really crazy. Um, but we keep in contact. Um my two switches, uh, like I said, the guy who travels a lot, I just see him whenever, but sometimes we text each other about what like our fantasies are mm -hmm. for each other the next and time we see each other. You're fucking Wells tonight. Probably. Yeah. I think that's safe to say I'm going to be with Wells tonight. And he actually is like very sensitive and I, I adore him mm -hmm. for how sensual and sensitive he is Yeah, because he makes me the focus of everything. Yeah. Whereas, like, I make my subs the focus of everything I do for them. Mm -hmm. And he, like, he's the person refilling my picture. Yeah. If you think about it that yeah. way. And I'm... You're giving that whatever yeah. he gives. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. And then my last question is, I don't think we fucking answered all of those, but how did okay. you, like, officially meet most of your subs? So I met my subs either through Seeking Arrangements or FetLife. And there's a reason for this. And I'll go into both. So I have a FetLife profile as Miss Rosin. Actually, you can find me as Miss Rosin on any social media platform. So FetLife is a great way to find people who are in your area, who are interested in what you're interested in, because you can put all of your kinks on your profile mm -hmm. and what you're about and what you're seeking, and people will message you, whatever. You can really dictate what you want to get out of FetLife, yeah. which is what I love. I think a lot of people, like, don't even know about it. I learned about it from one guy that I have known for years. And he, like, casually brought it up in the conversation, like, yeah, on my FetLife profile. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I have actually turned several people onto FetLife that I've met 
because they were interested in becoming a sub, but they didn't really know how or know why or know what they mm -hmm. were interested in. So I said, get a FetLife profile, um, start exploring there, and you'll be able to like kind of figure some of those things out. Yeah. Uh, Seekingarrangements.com. It's fantastic. It's, Find some sugar daddies. Yeah, you can get a sugar daddy there for sure. I decided to start a profile on there as Miss Rosin for a couple of reasons. Um, I know that there's like some kinky guys out there who make a lot of money, and those are the that's the type of people who definitely want to be dominated. Yes. Um, so I know that's a good audience. That's why I started Profile Air. Um, my sub from Kansas City is, I met him on TV, mm -hmm. but he doesn't give me money for what I do. Mm -hmm. I have zero, nothing, anything against ProDoms. I actually love the fact that ProDoms exist. Yeah. Um, I think it's necessary. It totally is necessary. And I know that on FetLife, though, on the other hand, there are a lot of people on FetLife who are against pro-doms um, or they're against doms who want money. And you got to get that I, fucking cash. Yeah. Though. Like you do you. I'll do me. Yeah. I don't care. Really. I do put a lot of energy and effort into knowing my subs, knowing what they want. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind being spoiled a little bit. You'll so find a He's sub, so though, that is, like, wants to buy all of your, like, kinky shit for you. Oh, my God. That would be phenomenal. You're like, I'm creaming my panties over that. <laughs> I love dressing up. Oh, I'm Don't. well aware. Yeah. Like, I love getting into character. I love creating characters. I love, well, I love Halloween in general, so I love costumes. This but... bitch shows up to my apartment fully dressed to drop off her dog for a dick <laughs> appointment. <laughs> she looks like a French whore. And I'm like, ma'am, what is happening? But okay, like eight inch heels, blonde. Was, you were in a blonde wig, weren't no, you? It was, black. it was the black one. Oh, yeah. Like we're pulling out the wigs just to get that like little edge going. I love it. I feel like, so there's me, my day to day life. Like yeah. there is me, but then I like amplifying me yes. into these other personalities. And I think um, it's expensive to do. Oh, yeah. Like latex outfits, fucking love them. Yeah. High heels, love them. Wigs, love them. It would be phenomenal if a sub would just spoil me a little bit. Like, yeah. Literally nobody would ever know, like, that you were into that just by how you look on a daily basis. Yeah, no. You look so innocent and, like, pure, and you're just chilling at church. <laughs> chilling at Sometimes home. Sometimes I go to church. <laughs> okay. Sure you do. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, I guess on the other end, what do you think it means to be a good submissive? I have a sub here at Dwayne who is so irritating as a sub. And I want to talk about why he's irritating. I have zero problem when subs want to text me to talk about their day-to-day -day life. I'm here to listen to them about that. That's totally fine. When they do that, they're texting me. We're texting those people, just normal mm -hmm. people. If you want to text me about your session or what you're fantasizing about or anything that's kinky, we need to flip that switch over to the dom-sub relationship. Yeah. This man truly does not know what it means to be a submissive versus doing submission. And I think typically, and I could be wrong here, some other doms could like pipe in or leave comments, but typically when you see that type of a sub, you may or may not want to keep that relationship going. Yeah. I, on the other hand, feel challenged by it 
So I feel like I need to break him. In oh a way my god! Of, his, of the way that he is, of how fucked he thinks the relationship should be. Yeah, like to me, he kind of. To me, he just seems like he wants kinky sex versus actually doing submission, and I want to totally change that in him. Yeah, which I think you can you can definitely coax submissiveness out of people, mm-hmm. and it can take years for people to learn oh to be the submissive that you want them to be Mm -hmm. but it has to be mutual totally you can't train somebody to be a submissive on how you specifically want them to be and their personality be the exact opposite yeah then it's gonna fuck with them mentally right and I think he's just never he's older so like I have a I guess let's talk about this real quick I have subs in every age bracket. So 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50. Yeah. I have subs in each one of those age brackets. They're all totally different. Mm-hmm. They all have different kinks. And this one that's so stubborn, you can probably guess which age bracket he's in. He's in the 50 to 60. <laughs> I would have thought, like, if you, if I did not know the backstory, I would have thought it would have been 20 to 30. Yeah, because those people also are, like, super yes. oblivious to what yeah. how things should be. Yeah. But homeboy here is just a wiener. But I also think being a good submissive is listening to also what your dom wants, but being able to have the backbone and the will to disagree. Yeah. And I think a lot in my experience, and I've only had like two doms, two to three doms, and they were very much not the healthy kind. And if I didn't want something, they would just get pissed and I wouldn't hear from them for a week. And I'm like, okay, punish me that way instead of teaching. Or coaxing that energy into a different way. And it was a lot of pressure. And that I think I was really young, honestly, when I started learning about, like, dom-sub relationships. And it just infatuated me. And then I was obsessed with it. So then throughout college, I was always searching for, like, a hot dom. They're usually not that hot. Yes, typically. <laughs> but, Unless you find them on, like, what, OnlyFans or something? Yeah. I think it's hard, too, when you have this notion of what you think a submissive should act like, should do in the bedroom, specifically, just from porn, and right. it's not that way at all. Like, you, unless you are specifically saying, like, I am okay with being fucking smacked across the face, you should not just expect that from a dom. Like, that needs to be communicated. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. I had an experience the other week. And I was just like, I thought I was going to have hand marks across my face. Well, I can't go to work. (laughs) That's going to be interesting to explain. But no, we're good. But I didn't discuss that with him. I told him that I wanted like rough fucking sex. But I did not. And we are not in a dom-sub relationship at all. This man is just there to fucking dig me down when I need. But (laughs) it's just interesting to see how people portray submissives online versus actually being in a submissive relationship. So here's the other thing you can do. Um, And actually, I think this is a lot safer. If you're just beginning to explore your submissive side and you want to find a dom, you could try to do it virtually. Yeah. And that way there's no physical abuse. Um, You can take your time getting to know someone virtually. Yeah. And figure out if that's going to be a good fit for you. And then you can arrange a time to meet them in person or fly out to see them. Yeah. Whenever this COVID shit is over, whatever. I had a sub for maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. This guy from London, I think his, 
description on there said he was a spankster. So I don't even know what that is. It's kind of, it's probably just someone. That likes to be spanked? No, that likes to do the spanking. Okay. So he's more of a top. Okay. And we can go through all this, like, yeah. categories later. But he's more of a top. And he was looking for someone to be his dog. He was really interested in exploring the other side. Yeah. And we tried it for about two weeks. I gave him a task. He accomplished it. I gave him a week to do this task. Mm-hmm. And he was really into clothed female naked male. So C-F-N-M. Okay. He was really into that. That was his kink. That's kind of hard to do. When you're in, <laughs> when there's an ocean between y'all. When there's an ocean between. Can't actually be there. So I gave him the task of going to a coffee shop over the weekend. And he needed to read a lit erotica story that excited him in public. So he could pop a chub. So he could pop a chub. And then he <laughs> needed to send me a picture of his bulge. No penis, no flesh. Oh, just his bulge. we love a good bulge pic. I, I do. I love it. I love the mystery. And yeah, then and I you're like, like finding out later yeah. what it actually looks like. <laughs> he did that for me. Um, <laughs> gray sweatpants preferred. Yes. I love a good bulge pic and a gray. Uh, there's this dude, I, this is off topic, but there's this man that I know. And I literally met him through Twitter. And he sends me bulge pics literally like three to four times a week. And I'm just like, God damn. Has he not revealed it yet? Oh, no. I've seen that shit. But it just gets me excited. I'm like, "Mm, I know what's coming. Oh, yeah. But back to that. Back to the London sub. Um, Okay. Time difference was definitely a barrier. Yeah. Because that was just so hard. I mean, there was just a small window of time where we could actually talk to each other. Yes. Where we were both awake. Probably find somebody online that is in the same country as you. Same country? <laughs> totally fine. Two-hour time difference? No problem. Yeah. Uh, across the pond? A little different. <laughs> so um, I'm all for that. I actually really enjoy that. I I mean, it takes it does take some effort and energy to entertain a virtual sub or a virtual dom, but you can do it, and I honestly think it's a good way to find out if you're going to be a good match for that person. Yeah. Reddit is a good place to find virtual. Yes. I would say Reddit, Twitter. If you find the right side of Twitter, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, the right side of TikTok or this side of TikTok. If you find the right side of Twitter, there is some kinky fucking shit. And don't be fooled by the disgusting doms that are just there to get your nudes. Like, find a good dom. Um, Okay, so I think Reddit is amazing to find anybody that you're looking for. There's so many kinky people on reddit and it's amazing twitter if you find the right side of twitter otherwise fat life is always good too and i don't i'm not familiar with anything else i know like the bdsm tests or whatever they have bdsmtest.com take it um yes let's talk about that real quick okay yeah okay so i learned about bdsm tests because i fucking saw that shit all over twitter and i have changed significantly since i've probably taken that like Five or six times. Ooh, what's your latest results? Oh, I just sent this to a man the other day. My BDSM test results. I should post this. I should post it on Instagram, whatever. We can yeah. both post ours. Okay. Because yours? Re- I should retake mine. You again. need to retake it because I was completely shook the first time that you sent me yours and it was like vanilla 73%. And I, I think was it's like, like vanilla 83% and then in the 70s are all of the dominant ones. Okay, so yeah. 
Here are my 100 percenters. Um, submissive, brat, masochist, age player, degradee, rope bunny, and boy slash girl. So girl. Yeah. And Perfect. that's like, and that's then. That's totally you. All in my 90s, voyeur, exhibitionist, non-monogamous, slave. You can never, okay, I'm just going to throw this on. Me knowing you, you are never going to be a slave. Oh, no. I will beat somebody's ass. And that's a story for a different time oh. about the slave that I encountered. Oh, my yeah. God. We will talk about that, that on needs another to podcast. Be, that needs to be, that'll be the next episode with you. Because that's so intense. And I had to tell yeah. everybody I knew about that. Because once she tells the story, it's going to blow your fucking mind. Because I didn't know people, yeah. like, did this shit. I didn't know they were into, like, this series of, like, slave play and I think it's probably a good it probably works into the I think this slave that I encountered is the definition of abuse Mm. and I hate to say that because I'm sure there's probably people out there who would be okay with this but I would have to say me being very level-headed and um analytical about relationship encounters Mm -hmm. And I know what I do. I know what I like to provide for my subs. Yeah. This definitely made me feel gross inside. I, so once we tell the story, you're going to understand this, but I told all of my buddies, like, as soon as you told me that I went home and I was like texting all of them. And I'm like, I have a, I have a, such a big story to tell you. Like I could not like, I was like a kid at a candy shop, which is not good because it's so fucked up. But I was like, I can't wait to tell you this crazy story. Like it was so insane, but I, I could not handle it. Like it is wild. It is so crazy. And it, it made me feel so disgusting. And none of my buddies that could listen were like, we're not like completely disgusted and they were like, I can't, I can't, I can't listen to this. Yeah. And I think that's so, that's a good way to know. Like if your instincts yes. tell you that mm-hmm. this is wrong. Yeah. It, there's a good chance that it is. Yes. And you need to listen to your yeah. instincts. You have to listen to your gut feeling, yeah. especially when it comes to a dom sub relationship. If you feel uncomfy, obviously consent is the biggest thing. Right. Consent is important in every situation sexually. Yeah. But. BDSM or not, consent is important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But if you cannot have a good talking relationship and you are not communicating to the extent that you need to, your BDSM relationship is going to be completely trash. Yeah. You will not feel fulfilled. And the whole whole purpose of having a BDSM relationship, Dom-sub relationship, is so that you do feel fulfilled as a person. Yes. One of the things that I love in the BDSM community is how reluctant they are to label Mm -hmm. and let the people in that relationship define that relationship, define who they are. Yeah. That's what I love. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I kind of think like the entire world can learn from BDSM as far as acceptance. (laughs) Did that sound okay? Because that sounded like really weird in my brain. So... Speaking of like bad doms, so my, this is my first really bad dom story. And it was a very short encounter. I interned in New York City for a couple of months, um, um, three years, two to three years ago. And I met this guy through the alumni club because I was a lonely little nugget in the city of New York. So I needed to find likewise nice Midwestern people. (laughs) I was sad. So I met this guy through the alumni club 
And he was like from New York, so I knew I was going to be attracted to him. Like he looked like he was a fucking hitman. <laughs> like it was so scary. But you know, that's what I'm here for, apparently. Um, <laughs> so like we went to a couple of different bars and whatever, and he eventually was like, "Hey, I know, like I can tell you get this vibe off of being like super submissive," and I was like. I don't think so, but I'm going to agree with you, sir. (laughs) I want your wiener in my mouth. (laughs) But (laughs) so he's like, we're going to go to a club. And I'm like, okay. So I like get all done up to go to a club, like thinking we're going to go out partying. No, this motherfucker takes me to a sex club. And it it wasn't the first time that I've gone to a sex club in New York. Can you mention what the sex club name is? Not safe for work. NSFW. Okay. So that's what it was called when I was there. I think it has changed though, but it was kinky as shit. And I was like, I want to go. We can go. (laughs) We need Corona to get away. (laughs) Not what I was expecting at all. And we had like been texting for a couple of weeks and it was cool. I could tell he was more on the Dom side, obviously amazing. And then I was just kind of like vibing, chilling. And I didn't want to say no because I was, I didn't know fucking anybody in New York. So I was like, I want to go have friends. And he was paying for alcohol and I was a broke bitch. And I needed alcohol at that point. So it was kind of cool. But he started to get really handsy and manipulative like while we were in the club. And he was trying to like consistently push me into going into different rooms. Everything was sectioned into a different room. There were naked women like all over the place. and like whipping guys just love it whipping guys and I was like what the fuck but he was like we're gonna do that and I'm like (laughs) what excuse me sir I'm sorry that is not happening um yeah so the sex club in itself was just very interesting it wasn't anything that I was expecting I actually did not do anything I just watched which was kind of cool but he was like very much trying to pressure me to get involved with what they were doing because he wanted to watch me do it Ooh, that's risky because like you as a sub you need to choose the dom that you interact with. yeah yeah so I wasn't having that and then I still had a couple of months at my internship and we just kind of kept in touch literally because I was fucking bored and it we tried the whole like dom sub thing and the whole time he was just being super manipulative with everything that he wanted he consistently wanted me to do different tasks that I wasn't comfortable with especially like not knowing anybody I had nobody to go to like in the city to talk about can you give an example of the tasks that he gave you that you were uncomfortable with because I think probably there's probably a varying degree of what subs are comfortable Mm -hmm. with but maybe talk about like why you weren't comfortable with them. yeah so the biggest thing that I was not comfortable with he was like I want to take you to a shop and buy you lingerie, and you just walk around in that, around New York. Around New York? Yes. And I was like, well, you know, people probably won't think I'm weird, because I just saw a guy shit in the street the other day. (laughs) But I was just not comfortable with that. Like, it was not something that I wanted to do, and he would not leave it alone. And I'm like, no. And then he wanted to fuck in Central Park. And I, like, there's enough hiding places that you could... But also, I was a good girl at this point, and I didn't want to fuck some weirdo, like, in the middle of Central Park. But, and he just would not stop pressuring about it. And it was consistently, it was every day he was asking me, like, if he could take me shopping, and if he could pick out my lingerie and be in the room with me while I tried it on. And I'm like, no, fucking sit down. Yeah. And I think that's where people who are listening, who maybe want to be potential subs, need to understand 
it's all about your own limits. Because mm-hmm. there probably are people who oh, are yeah. totally okay with doing that. Exactly. No big deal. But I, yeah. don't let someone else push your limits yes. to where you could potentially fucking get in trouble with the law. Oh, yeah. Indecent exposure. And my whole thing was like, I probably, if I would have known him better and if I would have had that trust and that sense of security with him, it prob- I probably would have done it. But the fact that I was in my very early, like, just turning, like, 20, 21, that he knew that he could be manipulative with it, and he thought he could take control over the situation, which he really had no control over, and push me to do something that I was uncomfortable with, just made me feel disgusting. Exactly. And a good dom should not yes. push you and in ways that you I'm sure there were women that he had talked to that were down for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you want to do that, like, go ahead want it like I don't give a fuck do whatever you want to do but it was not something that I wanted to do at the time if he if it was a dom that I was truly into and I met him now I'd be fucking walking naked around New York (laughs) balls out I'm kidding (laughs) I mean I did watch a video of a woman in Spain lapping up water from a dog bowl in public in lingerie with a collar on with a leash and people in Spain looking at her, yeah. thinking it's no big deal, and just walking yeah. past. Like, so there are definitely places where, like, mm-hmm. whatever, it's totally acceptable. I feel like people, like, don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you go to France and you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah, but it all comes down to what the sub wants. And yes. I think that brings it around. Exactly. Like, you are the person that sets your limits. Mm-hmm. Do not let someone abuse them. Yes. But, I mean, that was probably the worst thing that I've ever been through with a dom, where he just would not stop pestering and... I made it clear, like, I did not want to do it. It made me uncomfortable. And he's so consistent. So he was not an experienced dom. He just was a dude that wanted to push limits and see what he could get away with. Yeah, definitely. He was just a big old wiener hole. Right. I think the people that are going to be good doms probably do the research yes. about what what it takes to be a good dom. And if you watch Fifty Shades of Grey, you are not a dom. Or a sub. <laughs> like, that is a terrible... I was obsessed with that movie. But that is a terrible depiction of what you should have in a dom-sub relationship. Yeah. Christian Grey was a big jackass. Or 365. Oh, like, but he's so hot. He is hot. Oh I mean, God. I watched it, but, like, at the same time, like, your dom should not be abducting you without consent. Like, there's a whole thing where you can oh, do, Oh, CNC? Like, yeah. You could do play abduction. We'll talk I, about that later. Like, yeah, I'm all for that if you consent to it. Yes. But if I fucking woke up in somebody's castle... And he wanted me to fall in love with him in 365 days. I'm going to stab him in the fucking neck and run. Yeah. Maybe edit that out. <laughs> Let's not say that. But if you woke up naked <laughs> in his castle and you were like, God damn, this man looks like a like, fucking model. I'd be like, wait, hold maybe. on, sir. But that's literally <laughs> just it. That is how, obviously, mainstream media romanticizes it. If a fucking dude did that and he looked like, that guy from 90 Day Fiance, the little nugget guy, they'd be like, leave. Yeah, yeah. Be like, you need to figure your life out before you abduct me, sir. Like, <laughs> we need to come back in a couple of years. Like, yeah, so there are definitely some bad influences yes. in the media for dom-sub relationships. Um, yeah. And I think probably people who have explored DNS relationships in their personal lives probably understand that a little better than someone who's just exploring it the first time yeah i agree i completely agree all right i think that's all we have oh we just opened the biggest can of worms for oh everyone my God. i think if you 
liked anything that we talked about and you want to hear more about a certain topic, let, let me know. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about whatever the fuck you want. Cause I'm sure one of us has experienced <laughs> it or if not, Miss Rosin is going to. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, everybody. Stay weird. Stay fun. Do kinky shit. Stay safe.